0: Welcome back to Vegas Ringside Rundown. My name is Ron, and I'm here with... Some guy named Nate. Some guy named Nate. We're just two pucking dads here in Vegas. Have a lot to talk about today. We have to talk about the Henderson Junior Silver Knights Squirts 10U team. We have to give the update on that. We also want to talk a little bit about 15U and older hockey. Where do you go once you're 16U and... 18 u and older and we're going to talk about our uh week um week ahead of us so get ready to listen to a little bit of get ready to hit the ice with nate and ron on vegas rinkside rundown the podcast that turns the spotlight onto youth hockey in las vegas <laughs> there you have it we are back thursday night podcast talking a little bit about an update we want to just put a shout out to got a got a tip uh just to talk a little bit about henderson silver junior silver knights i know we don't talk we get that tip bro we got a tip at info at vegasrinkside.com. obviously if we're not talking about your team then no one's really hearing it, right? So hit us up at info at so we can bring up the tidbits around town for our Vegas hockey, youth hockey, that is. So the Henderson Junior Silver Knights, uh, I follow their 10UA team page on Instagram and uh, wanted to give a quick shout out to them. Just FYI, they had a Labor Day tournament in Anaheim, California, where they took gold, folks. Uh, That was a big accomplishment for a tournament in California. Ended up taking gold. And then they uh, beat Vegas Junior Golden Knights, 10-U-A team, 4-1 in the final of that tournament to uh, win gold. So a big victory. That's pretty impressive. But also, uh, what's really interesting about the squirts, I'm sure they had tryouts, right, Nate, for Mm -hmm. squirts? Yeah. And those tryouts probably had all the kids, you know, skating around and, you know, going crazy and showing off. And they had to pick Vegas uh, Junior Golden Knights obviously got the the cream of the crop, I'm sure, when it comes to the squirts. Uh, But that's a pretty impressive... um, Win or victory for the Silver Knights as they come in and, and beat it, beat uh, the v- Vegas Junior Golden Knights at the Anaheim tournament. But also, I want to just talk about uh, the same team, uh, Vegas Junior Silver Knights, uh, 10 UA. Uh, just came back from Washington, D.C. tournament. Uh, they called the Congressional Cup Fall Classic. Uh, they played against some good teams, Nate. Uh, game one uh, HJSK versus Carolina Junior Canes actually end up winning eight to two big victory there game two they ended up playing the triad storm we beating them seven two game three against the Richmond generals they beat them six one so I am told that the team was uh, uh, had to use the five pass rule going into the tournament or going into that game because that team I guess wasn't a great team as far as potential scoring. Uh, but nevertheless, even with a five-pass rule, and we know this with our own self, uh, you can you can actually score a lot more goals with that five-pass rule.
1: Yeah, sometimes that doesn't work out the way you think it's going to work out.
0: But for them, you know, 6-1 victory, I guess it could have been a lot higher than that. Uh, question, though, Nate, does that help or hurt your team, five-pass rule?
1: Well, you know, it, um, it really depends on what your team is getting out of it. I mean, if they're making... <laughs> passes that make sense and they're moving the puck around, sometimes that can really help your team. And you can see it is uh, in some of those games that were uh you know I've been a coach, we've told our teams, you know, hey, you know, three, four, five passes before you score a goal. And before you know it, another five or six goals appear on the board. Yeah. Jeez. So uh you know, it, it's just – it's not – sometimes it doesn't work the way you think it's going to work, and it just shows that if you pass the puck around and you break some creases in those defenses and get that goalie moving side to side, good things happen for your team.
0: Absolutely. And when good things happen for your team, you know, the question is, though, in a tournament play, are you trying to withhold goals? Because it's all about goal differential, right? Like, it can be heads up, two teams going into the final 3-0 O. But it's about goal differential.
1: Yeah, it so, really depends on where your team is currently sitting, right? At that time, they were
0: two and zero,
1: right? And so maybe the the they looked at the standings and said, "Hey, we can afford to do this." Um, they definitely had to, if you know, it was said that they was going into the game that they were doing the five pass rule. So sure, uh, you know, obviously the coach made a calculated. Uh, risk or took a calculated risk there.
0: Yeah. And it, put, and it paid six off. Six to yeah. one. Absolutely.
1: Um, I think in most tournaments, the only count up to seven goal differentials. So you're only two off.
0: Okay. And then they go into game four and they play the Stanford Sharks, beating them six to one. So right now they're four and oh, going into uh, the championship game. And, and the only undefeated team uh, going into the finals is your Henderson junior silver Knights. And they end up playing the 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 Carolina Junior Canes again. Though Game Four was in the morning, it was seven o'clock in the morning. Question is: Is a seven game, seven a.m. game? Even though they won, they then had to play again at around two in the afternoon. Does jet lag kick in for that team after three days out in Washington, or or does the mindset of the kids? say, hey, we beat them 7, excuse me, 8-2, game one. We'll probably beat them again. Do you, do you think that they, do you think it was jet lag or do you think it was uh, the mindset of, you know, we beat them once, we could beat them again?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would say it's, you can put the blame on jet lag, really. I think uh, I. it's probably more the mindset of the kids going in and they had dominated the tournament. Pretty thoroughly going into that game, and you know, sometimes the kids just get into that uh, "we're going to beat these guys" mindset. Yeah, uh, you and I saw that with uh, our our son's team up in Utah. Uh, we came out and pretty oh, yeah. h- handled a team pretty well, five to two. Five, I don't five, nothing. Know that that game five, was,
0: nothing. Yeah. First game, game one. Five
1: nothing first game. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know that it was that close. It was pretty close in the first period, but the second and third periods, it was utter domination. Yeah. And then they came back the next day and beat us. Yeah, four two.
0: So. Well, in game five, uh, Henderson Jr. Silver Knights end up losing three five, but a great showing for the Henderson Silver Jr. Uh, Jr. Silver Knights out in. Um, in Washington with a second place. Um, I'm sure they got something for second and that's always a good sign to see uh, teams that you're probably never going to play maybe in the future, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a great travel for them. So I just want to give a t- hat off, uh, tip my hat, uh, way to go. Uh, Henderson jr. Silver Knights, 10 U a yeah.
1: really impressive. They got a, a really uh, broad team makeup there too. They have some, Thirteens, fourteens, and even a couple fifteens. Yeah. So really impressive for kids that young to be doing so well in tournaments against other teams that are mostly made up of twenty, thirteen kids.
0: Yeah, and they're playing well. They've played fourteen games this year. And um, you know, at the end of the day, they gotta keep playing games and they gotta keep playing against their their I guess their uh, Vegas junior Golden Knight teams just to see where they stand. Right now in the standings, they're stacking up, I think, in second. Second or third overall, right? Second, I believe.
1: Second overall in Nevada.
0: But uh, hey, folks, ever wonder why mortgages are like an old dad's joke? Because a good one can make your day, but a bad one, <laughs> oh boy, that can really test your patience.
1: Well, Ron, with all Western Mortgage, you're always in for a good laugh, though, because they've been mastering the punchline for over 30 years. They're not just in the business of giving loans. They're in the business of bringing smiles to your homes. One homeowner at a time.
0: Their commitment is as said fast as a dad's love for his corny jokes. For the moment you think about buying a home to the moment you walk through your front door, they're there, ensuring everything runs as smoothly as a dad sliding into his favorite pair of socks and sandals.
1: <laughs> and you know what they say. Life takes you unexpected places, like a dad wandering into a hardware store. But All Western Mortgage, they take you home. Probably with a new set of power tools you never know you needed.
0: So next time life tells you a dad joke by sending you a on a wild goose chase, remember, All Western Mortgage is ready to bring you back to the punchline. Home, that is.
1: Life takes you places. All Western Mortgage takes you home.
0: Now, who's up for a barbecue? <laughs> That's pretty good, Nate.
1: Barbecue does sound pretty good.
0: All right, so let's talk 15U, um, 16U travel. So we know 15U, 16U, 18U. There's A, AA, AAA, A, AA, AAA, all that stuff. Uh, but <clears throat> once you get out of the so for the United States, we see... All these 15U, 16U, 18U, even high school—all is really considered junior hockey for 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 the most part. Mm-hmm. And um, junior hockey uh, in the United States, ages are 16 to 20. As long as you're, you have to be 20 up until December 31st. Okay. Mm-hmm. So once once you're obviously once you're older than that, then you're out of what they would call junior hockey. Junior hockey is generally considered an amateur hockey. And then we taught then there's also major junior hockey, which is a which is basically out of Colorado uh Colorado, Canada. Uh it's called the CHL. The I guess the Canadian Hockey League. I guess that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Yeah. And then, uh, but they're not viewed. They're not viewed as amateur. They're they're viewed as a professional league. Um, so you you as parents out there looking for your kid to, you know, what's the next steps beyond high school or or up until the age of eighteen or really up until the age of twenty, um, you have to really have conversations with with the teams or anybody that's that's recruiting your son. As we've been told, as parents who have fourteen-year-olds, we've been told that that basically uh, no nobody's going to be scouting a fourteen-year-old at this time, unless you know it's Connor Bedard. Yeah, and Connor Bedard, cool. to be honest with you, had a lot of exemptions to get to play where he was playing because mm-hmm. he was so good. Right, uh, you're talking the top of the top. Uh, I mean, he's yeah. played two games in the NHL right now. He's got a goal and assist, so he's a one-point kind of guy per game. So. Yeah. Once you get there, there are hundreds of junior hockey teams in the United States. So you got you to gotta be mindful of that, right? So there's a really good website that you can actually look some of this stuff up. It's called, I got to get to it here. It's called goaliecoaches.com, and it says understanding junior hockey, the path to the NHL. Now, of course... Not all kids are going to go to the NHL. What you would hope for is that they can go somewhere, right? Like a college of some sort. But you don't even have to go to college either to play hockey. And you don't have to go through the route of the college to get to the NHL either. If we look at the, uh, I believe a good example is the Brady uh, the Kachucks. Brady Kachuk, and uh, Matthew Kachuk. Both those guys went two different routes, and actually both are in, in the NHL. But not saying that all kids are going to be in the NHL, right? So
1: no, it's very, very rare for your for anybody to get that far. Exceedingly rare.
0: Yeah. So basically, junior hockey explains this. So you have your professional adult league, which is considered a, not amateur, but it, it's still I guess from a Canadian standpoint, it's still Canadian hockey. It's still a league that you can play in and develop to get to the NHL. That's called your Western Hockey League, your Ontario Hockey League, and your Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So the WHL, the OHL, and the QMJHL. It's a lot of yeah, letters. The only
1: thing with, uh, <laughs> all the acronyms. The only thing with those, those leagues, though, is you lose your. Amateur status, which really just means that you can no longer play NCAA hockey in the USA. So, um, and it and it most likely means that there's uh, some levels of junior hockey that you also cannot play in either. So, for example, Connor Bedard, even though he's only 18, he still couldn't he couldn't go back and play junior hockey in the USHL or one of those leagues.
0: Exactly. Now, Canada has a junior hockey league. So the CJHL, which is Canadian Junior Hockey League, is called Junior A, kind of like ours, right? Kind of like the USHL, United States Hockey League, Mm -hmm. which is a tier one league here. Uh, We also have the North America Hockey League, which is tier two. And then we have the North America tier three hockey league, which is NA3HL. And, of course, mm-hmm. then you have another Tier 3 Hockey League called the EHL, which is the Eastern Hockey League, which some of you might have heard of. And, of course, here in Nevada, we have the Thunderbirds, and that's the USPHL, the NCDC, so the United States Premier Hockey League, the National, uh, what is it, Colgate uh, Developmental Conference. It's non-sanctioned. so. Yeah, non-sanctioned yeah. by USA Hockey. But, nevertheless, it's a route that you can go. And then there's always other junior hockey leagues like Canadian, Canada Junior B, C, WSHL, and others. And then, of course, Canada Junior B, C, and D. So there are tons and tons of level of hockey, okay? So technically, um, major juniors, the CHL contains the three leagues that we were talking about. Uh, tier one is your Canadian Junior A Leagues. Also, the USHL. And then there's the tier two and tier three, which we just talked about. But what are like Canada versus USA junior hockey leagues? Well, hockey uh, Canada structures its junior hockey league in a slightly different fashion than the United States. You just got to remember that. The major junior, that's the big one. Because once you get into the major junior part, you're not going to be able to. Uh, you're not going to be able you're not going to be able to play any college hockey and then we we're not even talking about d1 college hockey d2 d3 we're not talking about like unlv currently is not it they're there are a d1 in their group of teams I think it's the acha okay hockey league
1: right so they're uh it is division one hockey, but it's a little lower uh, than, uh, and and it it might not be in quality, but it's a little lower in that they don't offer scholarships really in that league. Whereas NCAA D one, you're scholarship athletes, right? So you're getting a scholarship. You're going to school for free in the ACHA. The kids are paying their own way. Okay. And so that's really the difference there. And then in the ACHA they have the division 1, 2 and 3 standard divisions, you know, the schools get a bit smaller as you go down in the divisions. Um as and as you go up, you know, it starts to get in the schools that you might have heard of. Uh, we had a we had an opportunity to talk to a couple coaches from NAU down
0: yeah. in uh, Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, I believe, right?
1: Mhm. Yeah, and so I believe they're 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 looking to go from division uh, division two, I think it is to division one. Okay, and uh, they're they're hoping that that opens them up to less travel because, uh, according to their the coach that we were talking to, there's uh, not very many teams in division two or uh, that are actually out west here. There's more Division One teams in ACHA. They're at West, so if they can get to be in Division One, they'll have to travel a bit less, which will be nice for the kids.
0: Yeah, ACHA, American uh, College Hockey Association, or something,
1: something that way. Okay,
0: yeah. So, like, just so we can, you know, put put it into context, that some of the uh, like UNLV is a D One ACHA uh, mm-hmm. hockey club. Um, they've been fortunate enough. And to get there, you got to play some big teams and, and, and be invited to play some scrimmages and stuff. Uh, last year, uh, UNLV was able to play a D1 uh, called Denver Denver University or University of Denver, but it's called DU. And uh, they, they got their butts kicked, I would say, right, 7-1 or something. Somebody said that it was more, but they wouldn't put the goals up. But nevertheless, but it was on. It was nationally televised, or at least televised locally here. It was actually pretty fun to watch. Um, I believe the Northern uh, Arizona team is actually going to be playing teams just like that. DU and a few other teams out there that are because last year DU won it all, right? For for a Division One hockey tournament for college, they won it all. So like that's the pinnacle, right? That's where you're trying to 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 get to. Uh, will these teams ever really get there? Probably not, but that doesn't mean though that they're not going to have some really good players on their teams. Right, Nate?
1: Absolutely not. And the NHL is filled with players from all over the place. Uh, so you, you, I mean, you have players that never played uh, a minute of college hockey. They were just in juniors. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's sort of like it's it's scouting in sort of that age group is always just sort of a guess at best. Um, and while, yeah, you're, you're Division One, you're going to have a higher percentage of people moving on to the uh, NHL or foreign leagues to play professionally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going any route really you can you, you can you can make it if it depends on how you develop just because going in even at 21 22 23 um, there's there's players that uh, I was I can't remember the players name but uh, I was reading about a player that had been cut from his uh, his AAA team in 16u mm-hmm. uh, and then he he uh, he, his scholarship was dropped uh, to North Dakota, uh, which is a D1 school, NCAA D1 school. Okay. Uh, same. And um, so, and he ended up going to play uh, in the uh, USHL. So, and from there he was uh you know, drafted into the NHL late round draft pick, but it, now he's a player in the NHL. So uh, it but doesn't, we, I mean, just it, it, development happens at all stages and you never really know. And that's why we were told they're not scouting 14 year olds. No, you just, you, you have no clue. Um,
0: well, number one, they're not, they're not developed yet. They're still growing. Uh, their speed's not there, potentially. Their footwork, all their all their agility and movement. I mean, you might have a kid. Let's take your oldest, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was 14, how tall was he? 14,
1: I believe he was
0: 5'10". Okay. And by the time he was 18, he's 18 now, right? is mm-hmm. Where, he at? um six foot four six four so honestly in in a matter of just four years he he grew like six inches and Mm -hmm. and probably an extra what 50 60 pounds if not more
1: oh uh, more
0: yeah so So, but let me tell you something a six four two what 30
1: 60
0: 270 yeah uh pretty sure a team might want them him out there if he was on skates (laughs) <laughs> those are those those are hard to come by. Those types of sizes, you know what I mean? But at sure. the end of the day, though, as parents, and we're hockey parents, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not expecting my son to play in the NHL. Not at all. I expect him to play because he loves the the sport. He loves the the game and he does. And I'm not sitting there telling him to hit a hundred pucks or a thousand pucks. He's he's doing all that on his own. And those are the kids you that are gonna be motivated, hopefully, to hopefully you would uh, be able to motivate yourself to get that kid going and and do well enough to get into college or get some kind of uh, college break um, moving forward. So I would love for him to play in the NHL, of course, but I'm not – listen, I'm a simpleton. If we can get him into college – UNLV, wherever, really, then we've done the thing. But we got to, you got to kind of, that's why we're having this podcast today, kind of talk about those kind of things. Like it's important to know, like there is a ton of places for your kid to go, number one. And number two, you know, don't be lured by, you know, I'm a scout and I'm a, uh, you know, I'm an agent and your kids, you know, you're going to, you don't have to pay for anything, really. You're not going to pay. Like, for example, if your kid was so good that he made his way up through the United States Hockey League, the Junior League, right, Mm -hmm. and made it to the, we'll say, the United States team, you know, they they put stipulations on those kids. Like, if they quit out of that program, there's a financial burden to the family Mm -hmm. because it's covered. Everything's covered. Skates gear whatever but they're looking at like 180 grand or something it's it's quite a bit of money and obviously Absolutely. I don't think most kids are gonna get to that level and then walk away do you Nate
1: I don't think so I mean obviously they have the stipulation there for a reason um I would assume that if you're playing at that level you're walk you're not walking away because you're walking away from hockey you're probably walking away to play in the NHL or play in you know a a professional league overseas where you're mm-hmm. gonna be making money to play hockey. So I don't I think those stipulations are there because of that thing, not because they're just quitting hockey and saying I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Yeah. So just keep that in mind, folks, you know, as your kid get kind of makes his way. So let me ask you this, Nate, as another great question. Uh i like to throw it out there. If your child has a choice between high school hockey at 16, 17, and 18U or travel hockey at 16U or 18U, which one do you take?
1: Well, it really depends on where you are, right? If you're in Michigan or Minnesota, you probably take the high school hockey. It's great hockey. If you're... Well, anywhere else in the United States, you're going to take the travel hockey. Oh, um, okay, so, uh, it, you know, people in in Minnesota are, are blessed. In Michigan, they're blessed. They have great hockey programs at the high schools. All the high schools generally have rinks, and uh, up in Canada, it's the same way.
0: Oh yeah, so I think every house has a hockey <laughs> rink actually up in Canada.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, but if if you're anywhere else in the United States, especially out here out West, you're going to do travel hockey. And if you don't do travel hockey, it's okay. High school hockey is good hockey. You'll play a lot of games. And just because you don't make travel hockey one year, doesn't mean you won't make it the next. That is,
0: yeah, no, that's true. Also grow
1: fantastically from, 14 to 16 and who you are who who your kid is at 14 will not be who they are at 16
0: yeah guaranteed well also um you can play both here in nevada you can play for your high school team you can also play on a travel team the problem is you got to pay for that stuff that stuff isn't free for sure no so uh, just to kind of throw it out there. You know, you're looking thousands of dollars at uh, per team, and it's at least
1: at least five thousand dollars a season at that level.
0: And and to be honest with you, that's probably inexpensive. Like say if you were in Chicago, it's mm-hmm. it's more uh, Pittsburgh, it's more um, Detroit, that's right? right? Though those areas are more. But the difference is, yes, they pay more. They get more ice time. You know, right now we're getting about three days a week at our 14U level. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're paying $10,000 or $15,000 in Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, whatever, you're getting probably close to five days a week of ice time. And we're talking full one-hour sessions Mm -hmm. plus off ice. I mean, that's huge. And you don't have to travel. That's another big one, and that's yeah, where the Minnesota comes in, right? You just mm-hmm. have to go to the next town over. They got a team, and they're good.
1: Or if you're in one of the larger cities, you don't even have to go to the next town. You just got to go to the
0: next next rink, really, the next yeah. rink. So, you know, where we're like, yeah, you know, we're paying, we're paying you know, five five thousand dollars, whatever that number is, and that doesn't even include travel. So realistically, unfortunately, we pay close to what the other teams are playing, paying, I would say East Coast. When you add in all our travel, problem is it doesn't really benefit it benefits the kids cuz they travel and they get to play, but that playing games doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get better. And no. there was a podcast we were listening to and I think I mentioned it on the previous podcast a while ago, um, rink shrinks and they were talking about, you know what, it you know, it's not all about playing games. Mm-hmm. You know, NHLers that played games had a minute, two minutes max of total puck possession throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. And so if you have, if you're having only two minutes of puck possession, how do you actually learn, right? Games are, you know, uh, coach, uh, coach uh, we call him Coach Yoakum, but he goes, his name's pronounced differently. But, you know, games are fun. Practices Mm -hmm. are tough. Absolutely. And that mindset is huge when it comes to those kids. Because practice, you're going to have tens of minutes of ice time with the puck. You know, multiple minutes. Puck battles in the corners. uh, Controlling the puck. Carrying the puck. Passing the puck. You may not get all that into a game. As a matter of fact... Uh, you know, like uh, I remember looking at our shot totals from the championship mm-hmm. game. You know, my son had five shots. That doesn't make you any better. Five shots, really, but maybe fifty shots in a practice is going to help your game.
1: Yeah, the, the the practice is where where your kid grows, and I think we were reading something where you should you really want ten to one. Minutes on practice ice for game ice.
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know if we were reading it. We heard, we listened to it in the podcast. I think they were yeah. mentioning it there.
1: Yeah, so it's really ten for every minute you're on the ice in a game, you want to have ten minutes of practice on the ice. Um, and so if you're only skating three hours a week is really hard to, to make that up, and if you're playing a game every week, yeah. Um, so, but even so, it's 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 more than that. The games are good. The games are fun. You do learn in games. You 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 know things that you can't really learn in practice. Absolutely. However, practice is where you grow. Practice is where you learn how to grind, and. If your kid does want to go somewhere, they're going to have to learn to love the grind. Yeah. If they're thinking about playing college hockey, they're you know, they, they've got to love to grind. They've got to love to get out there on the ice and practice. They got to love to go out and shoot pucks until their hands bleed. If they don't, then, you know, they're they're going to they're going to go so far as their talent will take them but the kids that really learn to love that grind are the ones that are going to make it to the places we're talking about
0: yeah so and there's a lot of you know like like we were saying you know not something as 14 you, you got to worry about right now but when they become 15 16 17 you know all the way up absolutely. to 20 you yeah. got to be out there mindful and really we're talking more of you know Las Vegas right this is this is why we're the Vegas ringside rundown. We're talking about Vegas stuff. This is the hockey One Hundred One and and seven Oh two. This is yeah, where, if yeah. you have questions about this kind of stuff, hit us up and we're not proclaiming to be experts. We're just, we're just telling you from a dad's perspective, right? We're two fucking dads and fucking
1: yeah, dads bringing our perspectives on what we learned so far. Our kids have been in hockey for about five or six years now. Yeah. And, uh, You know, we've had some hockey experiences growing up. But, again, I'm talking about the grinding and stuff. Your kid at 14 isn't going to really understand that. Most of them aren't. Um, And the kids that do, sometimes they get burnt out. So, um, you really don't have to have those hard conversations until at least 16. And that's when you really want to start thinking about what they're going to
0: do next. Well, the good thing is at 16, they could drive themselves to the rink. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know, as a dad, you're like, Hey, take care here. Take keys to the car. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. bye. I'm going to stay home and take a
0: nap. Absolutely. But there's, like I said, there's a lot of opportunity for kids to play. You don't have to even worry about going to a D one college. Now, you can go to a D1 college, absolutely, right? I'm sure there's Yale hockey and Harvard hockey and all that, but you're probably going there for your grades. As a matter of fact, a good example of that, it's not hockey-related, but it is a good example of like Harvard or Yale or wherever, is uh, Fitzpatrick, Mm -hmm. right? He graduated from, did he graduate from Harvard? I thought he graduated from Harvard. Harvard University. Yeah, Yeah, Harvard University. And tiger. and yeah, whatever that is, right? <laughs> but he graduated at Harvard, but he ended up playing in the NFL, right? He's a smart yeah. guy. He's not stupid. He's fits magic, okay. <laughs> so yeah, he your fits magic. Your kid has a lot of growth. It's he's gonna grow. He's gonna be snippy. Got to make sure you get him. And you know what? And one of these episodes, we're definitely gonna get a nutritionist on this on this uh, interview, right? I think that'd be great to get a, a nutritionist. Also, um, it'd be great to just, you know, get get some different perspectives. And we'll tell you a little bit more at the end of this podcast. So make sure you stay tuned to the end of this podcast. We're gonna be talking to you guys a little bit more about who we potentially are going to be getting on the podcast. So you can get some different insight and perspective for some other things, okay? So Vegas Ringside Rundown currently has quite a few followers and I appreciate everyone following. So make sure that you're hitting us up at Instagram at Vegas Ringside Rundown. Hit us up on YouTube or excuse me at Facebook at Vegas Ringside. And of course, email us at info at Vegas Ringside Rundown or Vegas uh, but I have something else to tell. I think Nate has something to tell me when it comes to uh, tall tales there, Nate. Go ahead.
1: Hey, Ron. Why don't robots ever tell fairy tales?
0: I don't know, Nate. Why?
1: Because they have a bite problem. They can't help spilling the beans. Get it? Beans? Jack and the Beanstalk? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, good one, Nate. But you know, there's this magic place where bots actually create the best bedtime stories for kids. It's like they sprinkle a little stardust on their circuits. Really? Tell me more. It's called Tall Tales. They use the magical powers of technology to generate the most enchanting, customized bedtime stories It's like having a fairy godmother and a robot combined. All dedicated to making bedtime a dream come true.
1: Wow, that sounds fantastic. Hansel and Gretel, meeting R2-D2.
0: Exactly, Nate. And parents love it, too. No more once-upon-a-time brain freezes, and the kids, they're over the moon. Which, coincidentally is where some of the stories even take place.
1: Well, I know where I'm heading tonight before bed. Straight to Tall Tales. Because the only thing better than a dad joke is a magical, bot-created bedtime story.
0: (laughs) Couldn't agree more, Nate. It's sleeping happier ever after. Guaranteed.
1: Tall Tales, where bots and magic come together to create spellbinding bedtime stories for your little ones visit talltales.app and transform bedtime into an enchanting adventure.
0: Oh my goodness, that was a really good commercial. It was actually kind of funny, <laughs> spilling the beans.
1: Spilling the beans, yeah. Funny cuz it's so bad. But
0: hey, that's our s- that hey, that's our niche. Right? It's our stick. Our stick. What we do. It's what we do. So, uh Nate, anything coming up as far as um Anything more to add on this, uh, you, you know, Junior Hockey League and 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 as you get older into hockey, uh, anything more to add to that?
1: I mean, just, just make sure that um, whatever your kid does, wherever they do, make sure that they love what they do as far as sports. Make sure that they really want to do it because it's a lot of work if you don't enjoy it. It's... Even it's a lot of work if, if you enjoy it also, but at least you're getting to do something you love to do. If you don't love to do it, then it's going to be a miserable existence, and you don't want to put your kid through that.
0: Yeah. What was uh What was that saying you said about um no social life and wallet?
1: Oh, yeah, it's uh, travel hockey is where your wallet cries and your social life dies.
0: Oh yeah, that's why we're doing a podcast. Buh-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Yeah. So we can have some kind of social life just talking to each other. Because we, we don't mind talking. So hit us up at info at com. You know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, follow us on uh, Twitter. We only have four people on Twitter. So be the fifth and sixth, please. And we have a new, uh, we're up to 11 uh, Eleven on Podbean. Oh, nice and we I think at this point we're somewhere around 160 plus uh, episodes been downloaded or listened to not including any of the listen uh, places like on our website which I'm talking about now go to www.vegasrinkside.com where you can listen to this podcast as we are talking to you know we can listen to it you can also listen to the previous episodes and uh, go to our newly named location on our website. It's called Vegas. What is it? Uh Vegas Insight Ice Insights.
1: Vegas Ice Insights. Yes. So so Vegas it's I- not up there yet, but it will be soon.
0: It will be soon. But Vegas Ice Insights is going to talk to talk to you or you're going to be able to see, you know, some of the stuff that we're talking about, right? Where, where where are these kids ranked? And that's a great segue. Where are these kids ranked there, Nate? Um new rankings came come out Wednesday through my ranking myhockeyrankings.com. Thank you. myhockeyrankings.com. We'll have to get that and link onto the website too. I think that'd be absolutely.
1: cool. And we uh so there are five levels of hockey in Vegas that are on myhockeyrankings.com as well as high school, but the high school rankings aren't out yet. Uh but for now, we have squirts, we have peewee, we have, uh so squirts is 10U. Mm -hmm. Pee-wee is 12U. Bantam is 14U. Midget Minor, that's 16U. And Midget Major, that's 18U. Okay. In in the Squirt division, 10U. We've got four teams represented in Nevada that are uh, on the rankings. Now, Squirts don't have their rankings done yet, but they have the teams listed. So we have Vegas Junior Golden Knights, double A team, currently 12-3. and Great start to the season. Uh, previously mentioned, we have the Henderson Silver Knights A A level, ten and one, awesome start. Then we have the Vegas Junior Golden Knights A level in the Squirt Division, seven and three, and the Reno Ice uh, A division team. They're uh, four and four on the season. Great to see for a, a new team, up and coming.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I think they've been there, but it's good to see that that organization start building up up in Reno for sure. Yeah.
1: So certainly new on the uh, on the board at myhockeyrankings.com. Mm-hmm. Uh overall Nevada's very well represented in the squirt division. Moving on to the pee wee division, we've got Las Vegas Storm, double A, 2 and 3 on the year, first in Nevada, 231st overall. VGK double A. Two and eight, two, eight and one, second place in Nevada, 249th overall. VGK A level one, five and three, third place in Nevada, 303rd, 13th overall. Hmm. So Pee Wee's off to a struggling start, but I'm sure they'll put it together. Oh, yeah. Uh, they uh, a bunch of really talented kids came out of squirts from last year, uh, but Anytime you jump a level, it's it's really difficult. Yeah. So there are a bunch of young teams, and uh, I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll see those records. Uh, Improve uh, for sure. Jump on the positive side. Uh, Bantam level, 14U. We have Las Vegas Storm AA, 5-1 on this season. First in Nevada, 88th over in the 09 Tier 2 division. So there's Tier 2 and Tier 1. Okay. Um and two hundred and tenth overall. That's the combined tier two and tier one. VGK double A, six, ten and one, second place in Nevada, one hundred and twenty-third in the tier two division, two hundred and sixty-fifth in the combined division. Las Vegas Ice Warriors, four oh and one, third place in Nevada, three hundred and fifteenth in the overall rankings. And the Vegas Junior Golden Knights, thirteen AAA, three and nine overall, fourth in Nevada, eighty sixth in their uh, twenty ten Tier One tier division, one, yeah, and one hundred thirtieth in the twenty ten combined division. So it's a little different. There's Tier One and Tier Two, and then in each tier, you'll have a year based team so in bantam this year you have 20 2009 year, birth year yeah. and 2010 birth year so that's what the difference is in those rankings
0: and um, i i do want to just jump in and just say it's they're not listed yet but las vegas ice warriors they do have a bantam b team yeah that uh you have to have 5 games played before you they will populate in my rank in myhockeyrankings.com so mm-hmm. they they will have some games coming up in about two weeks, and we'll report on that probably next Thursday as far as where they're going and, and who they're playing, okay?
1: Yeah, so if you don't hear your team in these rankings, number one, give us a shout-out so we know that they're there at uh, info at vegasrinkside.com. And number two, uh, make sure that your games are getting put into myhockeyrankings.com uh so that they can get recorded and you can get on there uh but yeah ron is correct you need five games to be ranked and uh i think some of the divisions won't rank until november 1st okay so
0: so there'll um, be a lot more coming on board i i would assume it's way early folks it's way early
1: uh, yeah very early in the season you can see the records some people have only played six games. The most games played, I think, is 617 uh, by VJ uh, Vegas Junior Golden Knights AA 14U.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: but, you know, so some have five, some have 16. It's just, it's really early in the season.
0: And then jumping ahead to Midget Minor, which is your Vegas Junior Golden Knights 16U AAA. They're eight and three, first in Nevada, 73rd in USA Hockey, USA 16U Tier 1. 114th for 15 and 16U all. Vegas Junior Golden Knights, 16U AA. They're 4 and 6, second in Nevada, 93rd in USA, 16U, tier 2, and 354 overall. Uh, Las Vegas Ice Warriors, 16U, 5, 3 and 1, third in Nevada, 669th USA, 16U, 15U all. And then you have Midget Major, VGK 18U, AAA, 8-8, 500 starts so far, 113th USA 18U tier 1, 244th in the USA uh, 18U all. So 18 and under all. So what's on deck, Nate? Um, We've got a lot of games coming up this weekend, actually. And uh, definitely we'll give you a what's on deck for next podcast, which will be Tuesday will be the rundown for what happened over the weekend. Well, not necessarily the rundown, the Vegas Ice Insights. And then Thursday we'll definitely give you what's happening moving forward. So what's on deck, Nate?
1: Yeah, so we got some Vegas high school hockey going on. Faith Lutheran uh, is playing this weekend. Bishop Gorman isn't playing this weekend, but they'll be playing next weekend. So listen next Thursday for an update on Bishop Gorman. But Faith Lutheran, uh, junior varsity, now in varsity Division Three, They moved on up. So this will be their first foray into that division. The first team they, they're coming across, uh, it's a cross-division rivalry. Uh, not rivalry, but cross-division game. Yeah. San Diego United. Um you know they're they're not off to a good start. Uh, they're zero and five. Uh, two goals against. Two goals for average. Seven goals against average per game. Uh, that game is going to be played Friday, October thirteenth. Friday the thirteenth. So oh, no knows yeah. what's going to happen in that game? Yep. Uh, seven forty-five p.m. And the, all these games will be played out in California. So
0: okay. Um, well, what a the second game is great. It's perfect for Friday the thirteenth, but they're yeah, playing on absolutely. Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, Damian three uh, Saturday October fourteenth at twelve forty five p.m. They're zero three. Uh, it's an in, inner in division in. Uh, so they have divisions: division one, two, and three. And in each division, they have conferences. So Damian three is in conference. Uh, they're 0 and 3 with but uh they're averaging one goal a game four and two goals a game two goals per game against so close games they just haven't managed to pull one out yet then they play uh corona norco northern california i think that is or northern yeah something
0: yeah northern uh, california
1: so saturday october 14th at 5:50 p.m. Now, this is one of the better teams in the league. They're 5-0, and uh, averaging five goals against, and zero, five goals for and zero goals against. Yeah. They've only allowed one goal in five games.
0: Uh, and 25 so, goals and in 25 the back of the And 25 goals for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be a tough one for Faith Lutheran and Junior Varsity. It's sort of a baptism by fire, that game, uh, coming into the varsity division. Yeah. It, f- wait wait Go ahead. if
0: you're listening from Faith Lutheran uh hit us up at info at vegasrinkside.com let us know who's broadcasting your games uh yeah
1: so we can get that on the website
0: yeah we want to at least uh if people want to watch uh Faith Lutheran JV play who's broad- broadcasting these games I believe no I have no idea who's doing it so hit us up at info at vegasrinkside.com.
1: Absolutely. Now onto onto varsity, on to the varsity yeah. uh, Varsity division. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention that junior, Faith Junior Varsity is currently 4-0, but those are junior varsity games. Uh, these will be their first row. Required. In the varsity division, Faith Varsity is in Division 2, 3-1 and one on the year. They're facing off against Edison on Friday the 13th at 7.50 p.m., Edison is 1-3 and in league play, 5 goals for, 7 goals against average per game. Then they go off and face Beach Cities, which is the top team in Varsity Division II. Saturday, October 14th at 10.45 a.m. Don't want to miss that game. It's going to be a great game. Faith is a great team, but Beach Cities has not been defeated on the year, 5-0. and They're averaging 9 goals for per game. Uh, they're wow. allowing four goals against, but averaging nine goals a game is
0: very impressive. Yeah, that's quite impressive for sure. And
1: then rounding out the weekend, they're going up against Moder Day, Saturday, October 14th at 7 p.m. Modern Day is uh, struggling on the season, just one and five, averaging three goals, four and five against. Uh, so sandwiched in between two. Struggling teams. They got the best team in the league. Going to be a interesting weekend for Faith Varsity.
0: Yeah, so if you're into hockey for high school or high school hockey, um, pick a team. You've got Faith Lutheran or Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman this week have do not have any games that we're aware of, uh, but if you're on Bishop Gorman, you know you have some games coming up, let us know. Uh, we'll be happy to report on them. And then um, Las Vegas Ice Warriors, 14 UA. uh, Now we're talking a little travel hockey. Uh, They are going to be heading out to Colorado this weekend. Looks like October 13th through the 15th. They're going to be playing Littleton Hawks at 6.30 p.m. on the 13th. They're going to be playing uh, Littleton Hawks White, excuse me. And then they're going to be playing Littleton Hawks Red October 14th at 9.15 a.m. They're going to then take on Arvada and uh, October 14th at game number two for Saturday at 6.15 p.m. And obviously these times would be Mountain Standard Times. And then Colorado Rampage, which which is in Monument, uh, um, Colorado, uh, they're going to be taking them on on October 15th at 9 a.m. Vegas Junior Golden Knights have a few games coming up. Uh, The 12UAAA. Uh, we'll be playing October thirteenth at nine forty a.m. versus the Rochester Coali- Coalition. The this tournament that they're going to be in, I believe, is out in I think out in Boston somewhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the tournament name, but but um, all the kids that they're playing against are going to be all twelve U kids, meaning there won't be. Th- um, 2012
1: birth year kids. Yeah. So
0: there won't be of you 2011. It's currently
1: 2011 and 2012. Uh, VG Vegas Junior Golden Knights is about what? 6, 75% 2011
0: kids. Okay. So we have a mixed group and they're going to be all the same age. Okay. So they're playing AAA mm-hmm. ki- kids 12, 12 and under. Triple A Rochester Coalition. On October 13th, Game 2 at 4.10 p.m., they're going to be playing Top Gun Elite 12 AAA. Then they go into uh, Saturday, October 14th at 11.30 a.m. And, of course, these are all Eastern Standard Times, I'm sure. Uh, They're going to be playing against Boston Junior Terriers Elite Team 12 AAA. October 14th, Game 2 would be the Woodbridge Wolfpack at at 4 p.m., And then they come in on October 15th and they end up playing a 10 a.m. game against the Long Island Gulls, 12 AAA. Folks, if you're really interested in in supporting your youth hockey teams, right now this weekend, Vegas Junior Golden Knights 13U AAA will be at Life uh, American First Center, or formerly known as Lifeguard Arena, out in Henderson, Nevada they're going to be playing the California Wave 13U AAA team. First game will be played October 14th at 9 a.m., and then they're going to be playing the second game that same day, so this is on Saturday at 5 p.m., and then October 15th they'll be playing a 7 a.m. game. I'm sure it's that early because those California families want to go home on Sunday, for sure. Absolutely. And traffic's <laughs> probably going to be pretty brutal. A couple other uh, hockey games to note. This Friday, which is tomorrow, we've got the Thunderbirds playing. Oh, man. I, I, I forgot to look them up on who they're playing this week. Oh, um, wait a minute. I think I have them here. Hold on a second. We love a little dead air. Absolutely. Yeah, Thunderbirds are actually going to be playing. They're out of the Pacific Division. They're going to be playing the Long Beach Shredders Three game sets starting Friday the thirteenth at five p.m. at America America First uh, Arena out in Henderson. Then they're going to be playing the same two the same team twice, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. I believe they're seven thirty out in CNA for both. But the other interesting game on the dockets this weekend, starting Friday at seven thirty p.m. at CNA. The UNLV hockey team is playing, so if you want to watch some hockey, uh, hockey, ho- hockey, 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 <laughs> college hockey, I'm like having a brain fart here. <laughs> if you want to watch some college hockey, UNLV's got their game 7:30 CNA. They are playing GSU, uh, which is Grand Canyon, I think, University or something mm. like that. Gopher State University, who knows? They're playing another college team, all right? But they're playing here in Las Vegas. This is their home opener, so please go out and, and root them on. And, of course, um, they've got a three-game, a two or three-game uh, set uh, that's going to happen this week, and I believe the other ones are going to be a little bit earlier on Saturday and Sunday. I don't have the exact times. My apologies. But Yeah, so
1: if you want to go out and support your team, Uh, The homestand is 7.30 p.m.
0: Uh, For UNLV.
1: For UNLV. Uh, Yes. October 13th and 14th, both games, 7.30 p.m. at City National Arena.
0: Okay. So there's two games. That's right. There's two games for them. Mm -hmm. But I know Thunderbirds, they're playing... Long Beach at at CNA as well, and I thought their second game on Saturday is at seven thirty. So, oh, could yeah. there be a Thunderbirds and a UNLV game going? There at is same? a
1: Thunderbirds on Saturday. Thunderbirds start at eight p.m.
0: Oh, at eight p.m. Um, okay, yeah. So, so you hey, can catch
1: sneak UNLV across UNLV and Thunderbirds. Yeah,
0: <laughs> support both all at the same time simultaneously. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but. This is what we were talking about at the beginning of the, like in the middle of the podcast. Who would, who do, who do you want us to interview? If you have any suggestions or, or, or if there are anybody out there that would like to come on the podcast, hit us up at info at VegasRingside.com. Um, we'd love to get a nutritionist on, on the podcast, talk about nutrition for hockey players. Uh, so if you know anybody or if you're in that realm, Hit us up at info at vegashockey.com. You can also Vegas send us... ringside. Oh, yeah, excuse me, VegasRinkside.com. So that's info at VegasRinkside.com. Also, hit us up if you want, if you're a coach or if you're um, out there just want to get something off your chest or, or kind of help with the family's, you know, kind of navigate through this whole hockey thing in Vegas. Uh, once again, hit us up at info at Vegas We do have an interview coming up next. Whoa. Are you okay there, Nate?
1: Yeah, I'll be all right.
0: <laughs> all right. So we do have a interview coming up next week when we're out in Colorado. So Vegas ringside rundown will be on the road next Thursday. Um, Heading out towards Colorado, we have a coach that used to play or used to be a head coach in Las Vegas, currently a head coach out in Colorado for the, which team It was it, Nate?
1: The Lafayette Locomotives.
0: And his name is Nick Bursa. So if you want to listen in on that one, I think that's going to be a great podcast. That will be coming out that Thursday night with Nick Bursa uh, talking about Vegas hockey and some Colorado hockey and what's some of the differences and what has he seen from seeing two different organizations. Uh, so there'll be more to come with that. Also, we have a hockey mom out there that we're going to be bringing in on the podcast to talk about what is it called? Bill building building. So uh, that's when you actually take on, say some of the Thunderbird kids, they could be from out of country they can be from another state, and they're actually staying with you. So we're going to be getting her on to the, onto the next po- on one of the podcasts in the future. And also, have you ever heard about uh, Revolt Hockey? Nate, have you ever heard about Revolt Hockey? Only what you told me, Ron. So Revolt Hockey is a local um, pro shop here in Henderson. I believe they're in Henderson. They might be in Las Vegas or just on the outskirts, but they're at Windmill and the 215 so make sure you go check out revolt hockey and uh tell them that ringside uh you know brought you in all right and uh we're actually going to get them on the podcast and have a conversation with them as well so once again uh nate uh, anything else to add uh before we wrap this up we're looking at one hour i think uh it's all been said well it's all been said for this podcast nate We'll have many more to come. My name's Ron, and I'm here with some guy named Nate, (laughs) and we're out.